Hi, we're the ladies of LifeSite, and we're so glad you're here. We're ladies simply navigating the challenges and triumphs of this modern culture as moms, wives, sisters, and daughters. Join us each week as we discuss the raw questions and situations that we face every day from our unique perspectives. So grab your cup of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice, and let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, everyone. It's me, Rebecca, and Claire is here for this week's Ladies of LifeSite episode. I've got an awesome electrolyte drink that I am sipping on. It's watermelon flavored. I felt like I needed some replenishment after working. And also I played some with kiddos outside in the sun this afternoon. So before we dive into the episode, I, I wanted to give you a little bit of an update since you're not likely to hear our sweet Lisa's insight on the podcast for the next few weeks. She did have her sweet baby at the beginning of the month. So we're just over here enjoying all the newborn pictures that she's sharing with us. But we probably need to bug her for at least a one or two just as an update because it's been a few days and I'm itching for a fix. So (laughs) in addition, I'm just going to be really honest with you guys. We actually had a follow-up interview with Dr. Artis. I'm sure many of you listened to the episode that we had with him. He was going to come on and talk about the mRNA vaccines and dive into some additional studies and information that has come out since that, that original interview. And it really just didn't work out with the timing of that. So we're rescheduling the interview, and I know it's going to be a good one. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And then right after that fell through, we had this amazing interview with Dr. with Danielle Zuccaro. And she was willing to come back on, but we experienced some technical recording issues with that episode. So after all of that mess, we're kind of here today recording things again. So be sure to laugh with us about kind of the craziness we've experienced, but be sure to also really enjoy this up this particular episode because it really has been a labor of love. But we're going to be here to talk about two things just really quickly. Thankfully, Danielle was willing to take a couple minutes out of her day again to talk with us. And we also wanted to kind of touch on this survey that we want you all to participate in. As boring and maybe annoying as surveys are, this survey is actually kind of all about you guys. So we want to know what you're interested in hearing from us next, and then kind of just get kind of a feel for who you are. Obviously, we can look at numbers and see what episodes are doing, quote unquote, the best, but this survey will maybe allow us to look a little further and map several episodes, gather some interviews from specific people you might be interested in hearing from, and just kind of make sure that we're thinking about your needs as well. So I know Claire has some information about that, so I'll let her share a little bit more. So we definitely want to hear from each and every one of you, and you can find the link to the survey in the description from whatever platform you're listening in, and you can also find it in your email. But if you're not subscribed to our email list, you can do so. There's also a link in the description for that. And we've kept the survey short and sweet, so hopefully you can take the time to fill it out. And But if you want to reach out to us personally, ladies at lifesightnews.com is an email address that we check every day. And we will definitely, we promise to read each and every one of these surveys and emails, and hopefully we can bring you what you want to hear. I'm excited. I, I always love hearing from 
our listeners and readers. So I hope you'll participate in that. That kind of leads us directly into what we wanted to talk to Danielle about because we have the summer campaign that we're launching on Wednesday. And I know, Danielle, we, we get a ton of kind of information from readers and comments from readers as they're donating. So can you tell us a little bit about the campaign, how you guys prep for it, what you look forward to, and maybe like what's your favorite favorite thing about campaign weeks? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me on, ladies. And yes, yeah, so our campaign starts this week. It's our summer fundraising campaign. Our goal is to raise $500,000 over the course of the next two, two and a half weeks. So we've been scurrying to write our emails for this campaign, make sure that all of our ducks are in a row for the various tasks that we have during campaign. Campaign is kind of a whirlwind for two straight weeks and it takes about a week for the dust to settle and for us to kind of regroup. So yeah, we're just gearing up for that. We call all of our donors individually who make donations. So that's a big thing that we're prepping for and also something that will keep us very busy over the course of the next two weeks. And also something I think that sets LifeSite apart, at least from what I hear from donors. They always remark how they don't ever hear from organizations thanking them for their gifts, or if they do, it's electronically. So very rarely they do they hear from someone on the phone, especially if it's maybe a smaller gift for certain people. They're like, wow, I can't believe you're calling me for my donation. It wasn't that significant, but to us it is significant. So we try to to acknowledge all of our donors and we are very grateful because even your widow's might is helping us uh, grow our ever-growing organization. So that's just a little bit of behind the scenes. There's a lot of work that goes into it for our team and for other departments as well. I mean, marketing certainly pitches in a ton. The journalists sometimes write for us for our campaign. They usually, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that people don't realize. <laughs> so that's what we were prepping for at this point. I think too, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people might not recognize just in a regular day to day too. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of us that that work behind the scenes. So it's fun. I think it's fun. That's a fun part about the campaign at least in my opinion is getting to work with departments and talking with people I don't I don't always get to chat with on a, you know, regular basis just cuz our our work doesn't overlap as easily or seamlessly as it does during the campaigns. So tell us a little bit, because you're sustained life, that's like your baby. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of the numbers. I know we've grown a lot given our 2020 campaign last year, and I think I think that's super exciting. Sustained life, for those of you who don't know, is our monthly donor program, which we've been working on for the past two and a half years which has been in the beginning, a labor of love. This was a huge labor of love. And we've grown from about three to 500 little monthly donors in the beginning to now we're up close to 7,000 strong, which is amazing. And each campaign brings in a lot of new monthly donors, which is such a blessing to LifeSite because interestingly, last year when, you know, no one was really sure what, 
COVID-19 would do to donations across the board. Our monthly donors really stepped up to the plate and allowed us to, you know, at least to maintain continuity in our finances and actually allowed us to grow because people really still stepped up to the plate and became monthly donors, which was amazing. So each campaign brings in another swath of monthly givers, which is really, really incredible. And one of my favorite things about our monthly donors is that they come from literally all over the world. That's one of the coolest things. I love hearing from them, which is another awesome thing, but I love seeing where they, what country they're from. And so we have people from literally all corners of the, of the world, nearly every province in Canada, every state in the U.S. We have South America, you know, Brazil, Colombia, Uruguay, everywhere in Europe. I mean, literally everywhere. The UK, Denmark, Italy, France, and then India, United Arab Emirates, and parts of Asia, Philippines. We got a few from China recently, believe it or not. So that's just amazing to think that not only are they readers, but they're monthly donors, which you know, sacrifice a considerable amount each year and each month to move us along and to provide for our needs at LifeSite. So that's something so fascinating and really inspiring, actually, when you hear of some of these places that are really, really hostile to faith, to life, religious freedom. These people are reading LifeSite and I think it's a lifeline in a very real way for a lot of these people. So that's super encouraging and really fascinating. And I always like to share those types of things with our staff because I think it's really encouraging for them to hear. And I think it's encouraging for those people to know that, well, there's 7,000 other people that are in your same boat and then countless (laughs) other readers who are right there with you as well. Do you have a favorite a story of a sustainer that you've spoken with? Some of our sustainers and I keep in touch just texting once in a while. Some of them have me on speed dial, I'm, I'm, I think, <laughs> which is fine because they keep, they have their ear to the ground. A lot of these people are like activists in, you know, in their own little specific realm of interest. So one person in particular is very keen on the clerical abuse and you know she's very passionate about helping out priests like father altman and stuff so she really is on the pulse about those types of priests and i've actually it was really cool about a year and a half ago or so i linked her with another sustainer in her area who reached out to me and was doing the same thing was basically compiling evidence in support of these priests who were innocent, but maybe, you know, had some stuff against them in their diocese because they were traditional or faithful or whatever. So it was so cool because I got to link those two by email. They met up in person. They actually got to meet with Bishop Strickland in Texas, and he offered them a meeting and they presented some of their needs and hopes for what they were trying to do in their area. And that was so cool because it was basically prompted by 
the Sustain Life program. <laughs> so that's a neat little impact that never made it. I mean, it wasn't news or anything, but it was a cool little impact on the ground tangibly that happened. I think that's that's really cool. And I think, like you said, it's not necessarily news, but it is something that kind of came from being, being a LifeSite reader, which is like its own little community. You mentioned earlier kind of how how all over, like everybody's all over. I was actually talking to one of our journalists, Dorothy, and she was asking kind of like where or if any of our locations of readers has changed over the last several years. And I said, yeah, actually, like our top three readership, like countries for readership has been the United States, then Canada, and then the UK for probably the last two, three maybe even four, like four years since I've come on. And within this this year, since since January, it's shifted to having India be the second largest uh, country for readership right now. And part of that's because we had a story go viral in India. But that was just, it's really cool because then we get to, you know, kind of talk, we talked a little bit about just the culture in India. And like you talked about, like these these different areas and countries that maybe don't have as much, focus on life as we do, but these readers are obviously, you know, focusing on what we're offering. So it's kind of cool just to, I don't know, see where everybody's from. You're in marketing, I'm in fundraising. It's super interesting because there's also different methods of, at least fundraising, I can speak from this. There are different methods that work better in different areas of the world for fundraising. Probably the same for marketing. I am not going to speak for you. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's super interesting because, you know, as our readership grows and our donor base grows, it's an open, you know, possibility that we sort of need to maybe tap into of how do we market to these new people, you know, if we're having such an influence in this particular part of the world, how do we cultivate donors in that particular part of the world? And there are different philosophies, you know, to explore because, that's just kind of an uncharted territory, which I think is really cool and a really neat opportunity and a neat quote unquote byproduct of growing so much. Yeah, I was actually just talking to Maddie about kind of just the fact that that story that went viral actually went viral on a platform that we're not currently using. And so just having to kind of explore the fact that that was done organically and then now we have to. <laughs> kind of see where we can maybe fit that platform into our marketing and and see how that how that would work and just kind of what goes into exploring and utilizing a different platform that we're not used to you know typically promoting on so yeah like you said it's it's kind of cool and it it's making some excitement that we get to have a new challenge. One of the things that people always are surprised by is how small the team is and I feel like the development team itself is also small compared to a lot of these other organizations. And I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about a little bit about like who's on your team and what they do. We have an open position currently actually to be an assistant to me. So if anyone's out there, (laughs) we will also include the link in the description. (laughs) So we have, I think five of us full time and this will be a full time position as well. And so, yeah, we have like a Canadian-based person. The rest of us are in the U.S. We have a a donor database manager. And then the rest of us kind of have our own like groupings of people that we specifically work with. But yeah, you're right. The team 
the team is now what 50 strong or 55 or so including part-time people but i do think with such a such a wide reach and such a magnitude of news that we put out that is relatively small and people are often amazed <laughs> that we can get so much done because only you know a portion of that are the writers <laughs> so a lot of us are behind the scenes so but we have grown tremendously and it seems that we're hiring quite often which is an awesome thing that we find really awesome people to join our mission and promote this life and family news so and we're not working with like third-party organizations or things like that which i think a lot of um, organizations to uh, do i don't know if that's still true or not no actually that's for the most part i think that was all that that was something we actually mentioned in our in the original recording with danielle <laughs> was that was actually talking about some of the platforms that we're moving to because obviously we've talked about it before and we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about it in the coming two two and a half weeks during the campaign too is that you know we're moving off of a lot of big tech platforms and that means finding platforms that are filled with people that you know believe the same things we believe and are on the same side and kind of working towards the same mission and that sometimes means that you're spending a little bit more money because these big tech platforms, you know, had quite the monopoly and they were able to offer a lot of things for free, seemingly, although you were kind of selling your soul. But it's kind of interesting. And one of the things that I mentioned that I'll mention again, because I think it's kind of, it's really cool if you think about it this way, that one of the platforms that we're moving is our email platform. So we're moving all of our email marketing over to a smaller company. And this company is actually like massively conservative. These guys that, that we've talked to there are um, really right in line with everything that we believe. And they're very supportive of, of who we are and what we're doing in our mission. And the other cool thing about them is that they're based here in the U.S. They're a small business. So when you think about, you know, the donation that you're making to LifeSite, you're supporting LifeSite, of course, but you're also kind of, by extension, supporting these other small businesses that we're giving our business to, like we're becoming their clients. And so these are, you know, American-based small businesses, and some of them, some of them are also based in the EU, some of them are based in Canada. And so we're kind of all over basically because, you know, LifeSite staff is all over. And I just think that's really cool because you get the experience of donating to LifeSite while also knowing that the people that we're supporting and the, the companies that we're now using, that we're shifting everything over to are companies that fall right in line with our beliefs too. And I just find, I find that really cool and unique. And I'm really excited about a lot of the movement that we're doing over the next couple of weeks and months and that we've already started too. So is there anything else, Danielle, that you would want to tell the ladies of LifeSite audience about the campaign or just kind of what all you guys have going on in development? There's not really much else to add. I would just say, you know, no donation is too small. There's also no donation too big, but you know, <laughs> so, but if you, you know, if you give the ladies might, I mean, excuse me, the widows might, we appreciate that and we'll call you and, you know, leave a comment in your donation and say, you heard us on the ladies of life site. That'd be super cool. We love, we love reading your comments. Yeah. I don't want anyone to feel like they can't give because they can't give a lot because honestly, our donor base is so far and wide that you, there's so many people giving 
the widow's might. And that's really what's so awesome about this. We don't really have, you know, too terribly many people that, you know, give tons and tons of money. That's another thing that makes us a little bit unique because, you know, we're not backed by huge organizations that give thousands and thousands of dollars. There's not huge foundations that support us and stuff like that. So you're amongst a family of supporters just like you if you even give what you can give. So, and if you'd you'd like to become a sustainer, we take any amount of monthly giver and you get little perks throughout the year. You get personal contact with our development team. You get little insider uh, newsletters quarterly. And a neat fun thing that I think a lot of people love is that you get behind the scenes intel into stories that are happening. So for example, if our team is on the ground in say Father Altman's parish, we send you videos from our team on the ground and it goes out just to our sustainers. We also sometimes have like journalists and staff do little interviews or whatever with or for our sustainer audience. So they kind of get to know the people behind the news. So those are some really kind of fun little perks that I think our sustainer audience really appreciate. Just throw that out there, but anything you're willing to give and able to give, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining us today. And I'll just say the links for donations and then also for the open positions will be put in the description too. And as well as the survey and contacting ladies at life site and all that good stuff will be all in the description. So it'll be really easy to find. Thank you so much for joining us. And we just hope that you, everyone listening, has a blessed week. God bless you all. Thank you.